this is Crystal Jeske. Thanks so much for coming and listening to my podcast. Um, I know that you could choose a lot of other ones and probably much wiser than I, um, definitely much wiser than I, but I love having conversations with you about the word of God. And hopefully this time is enriching and challenging and growing to your soul. So um, and really, this is just a conversation, um, so it's just as impacting on me as I would hope that it is on anyone out there listening. And so um, I'll try to keep this short and sweet, but I will say this is actually a long time coming. I actually recorded a podcast about this passage a few months ago, and um, it's actually really funny. I was in a hotel room on a work trip, and... I was, it was super early in the morning and I just had, I had read this passage and I was like, I have to record this just because I just want to, I want to talk to my, to my friends about it, to my listeners about it. And, um, but it turned out to where I just sounded really creepy and quiet and tired trying to not wake people up and be respectful of them because, you know, it was 5 a.m. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to actually re-record this, um, even though you never heard the first one. But all of that to say, it's been a long time coming. So if you want to go to Luke chapter 5, you may be driving or listening somewhere. Um, so I'm actually going to read it to you, starting in verse 1. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, "'Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish.' Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking... Simon, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please forgive me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Okay, so um, there's a lot to this. And yes, okay, I know that you've heard this um, if you, you know, are a believer, but, you know, maybe you haven't. Um, And if you're not a believer, then this is talking about, you know, the first people that Jesus is walking around on the earth calling to follow him. And um, and if you notice, he actually... um, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It, it, let me let me kind of start from the beginning here because this is not something out of the ordinary. It's not something new or amazing or something on the front end, right? Okay, so these people are just listening to this guy walk around and teach. Now, the people that he actually called to follow him, though, were sitting on the sidelines. They weren't there to listen to Jesus. They were there because they were probably sitting there frustrated, to be honest. I mean, they had been out all night and didn't catch a thing. So the first point that I just want to kind of highlight here that stuck out to me was these guys were not 
just waiting for, oh God, what are you, what are you doing that's new and amazing? And what's the exciting thing? Now I, I know that God does a new thing and that, you know, his mercies are new every morning, but I'm just highlighting the fact that they were going to their day job. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I have a, I have a great day job. Don't get me wrong. But going to your day job, sometimes you don't really expect God to do anything there uh, out of the ordinary, we'll say. Um, and so these guys were just doing their job. And to be honest, it was a rough day. Like it, it was a rough work day. So they, I mean, they, they were professionals, right? So these guys in that time, they're not going fishing like some of us go fishing. Like if I were to go fishing, it's just to, you know, see if I can catch a fish and then convince someone to take it off the hook for me and throw it back. I don't even eat fish. So I know I just lost like a bunch of you just then, but okay. So anyway, so they're professionals. They're sitting there frustrated. This guy comes up. Now they've given up. Okay. They're over there washing their nets. They're done. They'd been out all night, hadn't caught anything. What do you think their attitude was like in that moment? I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't great. So whenever this guy comes up and I mean, first it's like, Hey, can I borrow that? And you're sitting there like, that's okay. That that's my whole business. You know, that's like, let's say that you were a race car driver. Okay. And you just lost and lost and lost, uh, you know, all these races that you were in. And then this guy walks up and is like, Hey, can I take that for a spin? Would you, I mean, that's valuable to them, right? That, that's really a valuable piece of equipment. So number one, it's amazing that Simon was like, okay, you know, yeah, he, he helped him to go out and teach from the boat. So that in its own is amazing. And then you look at, okay, right after that, go back to uh, verse four, where he says, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Okay. So here's the deal. Either Jesus is telling these professionals to do something that they have been doing this whole time, as far as like, they, they probably were like, we know that that's not where you're supposed to go out at this time of year, that we know that it, the, the fish are supposed to be here. We are professionals. We've done this over and over and over again. They're experienced. Or... He's telling them something that, you know, yeah, that they just would never do. So I guess flip-flop those. So, yeah, so, you know, if they, they've either been doing this, like they've been out there deeper and they've been trying and he just didn't understand that, they thought, or, you know, they're telling him to do something that is just wildly outside of what a professional would do. So if you can imagine, you know, okay, so I played golf growing up. So if you walk up and you're like, hey, uh, why don't you, uh, you know, and you just start telling them like, Hey, change your grip. Oh, have you tried to do this? Either one of two things. Like if you're frustrated, you can't hit the ball solid or anything like that. If something like that happens, then it's like, Oh my gosh, I've been doing this. I know about this. I know more about this than you in pride, you know, you would think, but, um, that's not what happens here. And I mean, now Simon does push back a little bit and I think he's kind of highlighting like, Hey, Jesus, uh, or sir, you know, I don't even know if he knew who these people, if, if they knew who Jesus were, was sorry. Um, it's been a long morning. So, okay. But so we don't even know if they actually knew who he was and yet he says master. So he knew who he was master. <laughs> See, I'm learning with you. I'm telling you. Master, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. 
And so he, he added in his little, uh, okay, I don't think you're right, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Okay, so here's, I understand like the act of faith there, but he probably wasn't doing it with the greatest um, expectation or, you know, attitude even maybe. Um, that's totally my um, just imagining through this because these are real people, guys. These are real human beings with real emotions and real, um, you know, letdowns and joy. And so that's where, you know, my second big point, I would say, is, you know, I wonder if sometimes God first holds back the blessing for the benefit of our soul. And then that in turn so that whenever he does give the blessing, it overflows and it gives room for distinction as an act of God. And so I know that's a lot. Um, and I know that also, you know, this isn't about materialism. This is about a lot more than that. And we see that in this passage because it's almost like, yeah, you can be blessed um, financially, which is what blessings of fish was back in that time. That was their finances. Okay. That's what made the money. And so we see that, that, you know, yeah, it's a good gift, um, you know, and that is a blessing, but, but, you know, what, what is a true blessing in the, in the Bible? Um, and so looking at this, you know, giving room for distinction as an act of God, what would have happened if God would have blessed them up front with those fish? Would they have responded in the same way. You know, honestly, I think that they probably back in this time, everyone, um, you know, there, there was the temple. And so everyone was aware of a spiritual being. Um, maybe they were Jews, maybe they were believers in, in God, you know, but they didn't know Jesus obviously. So, um, so maybe they probably would have been like, Oh, wow. Blessed is the hand that gives us fish. And that's true. That's true. Okay. But this was so impactful that they absolutely were like, I'm done. Like I'm following him. They left their job. So what, what if there was such a crazy blessing? Okay. They left the fish, right? They left everything. So that tells me that that wasn't the point. The, the blessing of fish, the, the material blessing was not the point. The point was, I am God, you are not, follow me. And that's what happened in this passage. And so now I know that no good thing does he withhold from his children. And, uh, you know, but I want to question, what is the definition of good? What is the definition of blessing? Like a parent knows that sometimes the timing of things, like if you give your child everything, every good thing, every good thing, they start to number one, expect it. Number two, not appreciate it. Number three, not to understand that you are in control and they are not, and that it is a gift and something to be grateful for whenever they have gifts and entertainment or whatever it may be, or, you know, it, it should be the meal in front of them every night at dinner, but let's not even get started on that. Um, but, but that's, that's why I just want to ask, okay, do we think that the blessing is going to be on the other side of your financial struggle or on the other side of um, your exams or the other side of the promotion? Or is that like, are we limiting God? Are we just saying, 
oh yeah, oh wow, the Lord really has blessed me because has blessed me because um, He provided X material item or X worldly advancement. Now I, I, you have to hear me. It, it's so hard to communicate this because I have experienced those things. I have experienced where I have gotten a job that I don't think I should have gotten, where I've gotten a promotion that I shouldn't have gotten, and all of these different things. But if it ever is bigger than me saying, wow, I, I know that the Lord is good and that I would drop everything and follow him. Like if that's not the case, then I need to get out of there. Like I need to leave it because that is not the point. The point is about my heart being fully submitted and in awe of the creator of everything who loves me and who loves you and who gave his life for you to be back in relationship with him all in, not just thanking him whenever he throws you a bone. So it feels like, right? So just remember that he is the blessing. And so maybe if you're in a season of drought, and I know that this is so hard to hear and it's hard to say because I mean, I've been through some dark seasons, and if someone would have said this, I would have just, well, I would have turned this off, but please don't. Um, so, but if you're going through a drought, maybe that is the blessing. And maybe waiting for some other kind of blessing, or maybe, you know, it's it's at those low points where you're drawn closest to the Lord, where you, in your weakness, you see your dependence and in your dependence, you find fulfillment in him. And so um, that is a blessing. If you, I mean, if you really, you know, you look back at some of the dark places in your own life. And as I look at mine, I think, man, I never would have been the person that I am today had I not been at that low of a low. Have I not been scraping my face at rock bottom um, and trying to go lower? And yet God, in his mercy and grace and patience, redeemed all of it. And so just remember that he is the blessing and that he withholds no good thing from his children. And that if we're looking at eternity, really looking at eternity, what is a blessing? And he may be holding back all of those things just so that whenever you see him move, it is so supernaturally out of the ordinary and above and beyond what you could have imagined that you say, Believe me, I am, I I am, too much of a sinner. For, for wow, uh, but you see, that's where he missed it, right? Because at that point, Jesus said, not only uh, he didn't say this, but he said it in what he said. It, whenever Peter says, "Oh Lord, leave me," I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. He didn't leave. Jesus didn't go anywhere. In fact, he said, "Don't be afraid." Now you're going to be fishing for people. In other words, come on, we're going to do this for others. We're going to help them to experience what you just experienced, where you know that you know that you know that you know that your God is real, your God is active and living and for you, and he's in Jesus. So uh, they left. And so with that, they followed Jesus. So not only did he not leave them, he brought them along with him. So whenever you get to that place of, oh, Lord, I'm not worthy of humility, rock bottom that's where he will lift you up in that and um i know that's a long process that wasn't overnight um so don't expect you to 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 feel better or to um 
you know, for it to be instantaneous, but know that just if you keep trying, keep bringing people into the circle and keep following Jesus, that's where the blessing is. So that's just to those who are in that season of drought or whatever it may be. But to everyone out there, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. This is a loft and, um, it's all about living out our faith together. And um, outside of that, just uh, continue to search the word for yourself. Um, this this is me having a conversation with you, and I want that to be the case. So please talk back to me. Send me um, messages, comments, emails. Please, um, if you've listened all the way through this, that means that you must have at least somewhat enjoyed it or you accidentally left it playing. Um, if you really did enjoy it, then please go and leave a rating for me because um, I hear that that helps other people need to hear the cool things too. This isn't for profit. It's just um, it's just to share the truth with my friends. So um, I'm Crystal Jeske. Remember to learn, grow, share, repeat, and I'll talk to you soon.